You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey, welcome to Expansion. Uh, This is Glenn Sanford. I'm the founder of EXP Realty. And today I'm excited to speak with Luann Shikasho from Sacramento, California. She's an icon agent. I think five going on, six icons in EXP. Um, Been in the business for uh, a number of years, having prior been with, I think, C21, Remax, and KW, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Um, Welcome. Welcome, Luann. Thank you, Glenn. So, um, you know, first things, uh, we're recording this uh, in August, uh, but uh, how has the market been um, there in Sacramento? How is the, you know, things going on, interest rates and other things? Is Are, are you feeling the market shifting a bit or is it? Oh, yeah, we're having a big shift. Everyone's having to kind of figure it out right now but yeah absolutely days on market increasing um inventory increasing not so much because there's a lot of new inventory but because things aren't selling as much our buyers are a lot more hesitant a little bit freaking out too much news too much doomsday everything's going to explode stuff going in their heads so we have a lot of educating to do and and calming people down we're in the middle of august right now and i am seeing a lot of the entry-level buyers starting to filter back slowly because they don't see doomsday and they need a place to live. Right. Yeah. No, I, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I took a little personal pause too, just in terms of some stuff I was doing, but uh, uh, now that the uh, things have uh, not fallen off a cliff, I'm back <laughs> looking at, uh, at properties that were, uh, were are interesting because they, they're going to be hard to get. Um, you know, in a hot market, everything that was anything was going right. for above market, multiple bids, um, if it even hit the market. You know, a lot of this, a lot of stuff happened even pre-market. Just the fact that somebody had a listing um, didn't mean that it made it into the MLS uh, because there were so many offers going on. So now what's your 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 background, um, Luann? You, I think you're maybe speech pathology, audiology? Yeah, I was, that was what I graduated in, indeed. Uh, well, so what, what took you from, so we'll call, uh, is that, would, that, that would be healthcare, uh, healthcare related field? Yeah, I, I was really interested in teaching and helping people. And so I started out in speech pathology, did some stuff in a hospital, um, schools and hearing science. And then I got interested in my heritage since I didn't know anything. My parents were actually born in Sacramento, California, both my mother and father um, knew very little about my Japanese heritage. So I ended up going to grad school in Japan. It was really undergrad because I started over and I just wanted to learn um, international studies in Japan and study Japanese just because I didn't have any of that growing up. So did you speak Japanese when you were growing up? No, absolutely not. My parents were, were, um, especially my mother's side, what they were both both sides were incarcerated during the war because of their heritage, not because of where they were born. They were obviously Americans. They were born in Sacramento, but they got sent away. So um, especially my mom's family ended up in Gila, Arizona, and then Jerome, Arkansas. And when they came back to Sacramento, um, that side of the family we've, um, really buried the heritage 
part. And so I didn't know that. I grew up with Wonder Bread and salami sandwiches and Tang and Kool-Aid. So I wanted to kind of figure out my roots. And I ended up going back to Japan and going to university there after I graduated here and did a little bit of speech pathology. Okay. So, so are you eating more sushi now? Yeah. <laughs> eating more sushi. I know how to use chopsticks. My mom passed away and never learned how to use chopsticks or drink tea or do any of that stuff. But I learned. Oh, awesome. Well, well good stuff. And, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Un unfortunate, uh, you know, we've got some unfortunate stuff in our, in our history as a lot of countries Absolutely. do. And, but uh, we've, uh, we've obviously moved, moved on. I, I actually was a, from a, a Japanese perspective, I did 27 years of judo. And oh, uh, wow. So, and I uh, had, uh, no sensei, sensei. Yeah. Yes. Important teacher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Tokusuda from, was from Japan. He was one of my coaches for many years up wow. in Canada. So, uh, but uh, now that being said, I mean, you're obviously, you're also an active member of ARIA, um, yeah. the Asian uh, Real Estate Association. Uh, what, what got you into, uh, into ARIA? I think that just seeing other professionals that looked a little bit more like me succeeding was important for me. Just, um, and the representation and then just the, the mission statement of um, promoting equal housing opportunities in our market and also bringing up the level of the professionalism of the agents in our area all spoke to me. And so I've been active in that association for 12 years. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So now, now you run, um, you run a small team, I think, or is it just you? I run a small team, yeah. Okay. What does your team look like? Right now, there's a sales manager and four, four buyer's agents, but that's just since this year. And before that, it was just me and one buyer's agent and my assistant. Okay. So you've, you've actually brought on a sales manager mm -hmm. and, that, and that's not you. That's not me. Okay. Uh, how has that been? I mean, that's, a, that's, a, you know, that's a, a, an interesting um, hire into a real estate team. What sort of put you on the path of a sales manager rather than say you managing the team? I think the leverage piece, I just know that I need to leverage my time. And if I'm gonna have that many agents running around, I'm kind of detail oriented, very actually. So I want things to be done a certain way, <laughs> my way. It's branded to me. So let's just all pull together and it's, it's more fun. So is it, uh, and so how do you brand? Is it uh, uh, Luann Shikasha? Luann Shikasha team, yep. Okay. And uh, and so what would, I, I guess I'm curious, relative to your, I, I'm thinking specifically of your sales manager, because it's a role that I think a lot of teams don't have at your size. Um, normally you're looking at teams of you know, 15, 20, 25 agents. Um, how is it, what's your comp model? How do you structure it? Or if you want to talk about that, how do you, if, or, or maybe just high level, how? <laughs> it's still a, um, it's a project. It's a project. Okay. We're still working on all that stuff. Still getting, de getting the details. So is it a little bit of salary, a little bit of override? Is that kind of the idea? It's, it's mostly override. Yeah. Okay. Mostly override. 
And so they work with the team and then, and then your, your lead gen strategy, obviously, if you've got the, the team and you've got agents, um, you're generating more leads than you personally can handle, uh, I suspect. What should, well, what- last, year, last year, the two of us did 82 transactions. So um, it was incredibly busy, but everyone was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then, and that was without any lead gen. That was just organic leads that would call me. So um, now that I actually started to purchase leads and I have all these things going on, I did need more leverage with other agents to handle that. Okay. But again, the market has shifted. I don't know exactly how it's all going to work, but we all know that in business, right. things are always changing. You always, you, you always have to be agile and, uh, and be able to, to, to make moves and pivots and all, all the other stuff. Oh, yes. So how, how do you, you, so primarily, at least last year, it sounds like is lots of repeat referral type business? Absolutely. And I think um, that was the difference probably for me from when I was at my, when I was before at KW, Um, you know, that lead gen from nine to 12 thing that everyone does or is trained to do. I didn't do any of that. And so um, it was hard because I was the top producer in that office and yet I didn't do that. Well, if you yeah. actually look at the top producers in, in almost any office, they're doing something different. <laughs> um, and, and I think that's an important distinction because uh, I think there are good habits to get into. I think yeah. if you're not a good Absolutely. agent and you, and you haven't developed habits, I think prospecting from you know, 10 to, to noon or, or, or what have you, I think it's a good practice to get into. But I think Absolutely. once you get good, you realize that there's a lot of business that comes from a lot of different sources, and it's not just that 10 to noon prospecting time. Absolutely. So I did almost none of that. I'll, I, I just answered the phone. So it was that um, attract versus chase. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really fortunate early on to find Yelp in 2008, I think, when it was first starting out, and I was first starting out. And so I started asking for reviews very early, and I've been able to make a tribe of raving fans, and I work off of that, and it's been very, very, it's paid back many times over um, doing my business that way. And so then I won that 2022 Agent of the Year Award from rate my agent. So I saw you at Inman in New York city because they flew me out there for that. So it's been a wonderful ride. Oh, congratulations. So now what, what percentage of your business over the years has come from, from Yelp um, in inquiries? It's not Yelp anymore because I really got away from that. So now I'm just on Google my business um, because they don't filter your your um, reviews. Okay. Google has them all out there. Yelp, I have probably at almost 200 reviews. And out of that, they only show less than a hundred. They've just filtered them all away. They right. put them on the back. 
and they'll say um, not recommended reviews for no reason because they're all my clients that wrote those. So I lost a lot of those um, early, early reviews, but I've learned about the value of those reviews. So I started asking for them on other platforms also. So I have them all over the place. Okay, excellent. So so now businesses, well, you've got a, a fair bit of business now coming from Google My Business or Google... Um, and, and local services, local service ads, Google, whatever, or when you just put my name in or Sacramento real estate agent, um, I'll pop up because of the internet juice I have from all these different sources that have reviews. So do you, um, do you sit uh, at home in the evening and sort of nerd out in front of the TV and sort of, sort of work on your, your Google <laughs> stuff? I will tell you that I did nerd out at the end of the year thinking um, that I knew that there was that rate my agent contest and they're counting a percentage of your closings, how many actually left you a review at all. And I thought there's a bunch of people that said they were going to do that because I prepped them from the outset right. that I'm going to be doing asking for reviews and I'm going to be asking for feedback on the service that I've given. And so that is um, something that's in their mind supposedly, because I'm supposed to be doing that. And um, I asked for the review, but everyone's busy moving. Right. So and I have to remember a month later to make sure that that email goes out and says, hey, remember me, um, I'm asking again for that review. And then at Christmas, you are right. During that break, I was kind of thinking, okay, I got to try and up my percentages because they told me I have almost an 80% um, review rate. That's what Ray, my agent told me. I don't know. Cause they actually have them confirmed with the sale. And I had about an 80%, a little less than 80% of my clients actually left me a review. Okay. Awesome. Now, so, so rate my agent that gets inbounds. Um, Google, my business gets inbounds. What, what other, um, platforms get you inbound leads? So nothing, um, people just find me or sphere or whatever, but I was purchasing leads from HomeSnap, but they haven't been as good as I had hoped. So we'll do some other things later again, doing a little right maneuver. Well, one thought that came to mind, um, is, uh, like a $5 Starbucks gift card. If they give you a review, I'm, I'm sure you've already thought of that, but. Seems I've thought of it and I haven't done it just because I don't want people saying that I'm paying for my reviews, but that's just me because I already have a lot of reviews and I don't want it to be out there that, Oh yeah, it's cause she pays people. Right. But I have thought of that. I have. Well, you could say, give me a review, good or bad. You'll still get the $5 Starbucks card. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. We'll do that. <laughs> there you go. The, um, well, I, my, my guess is that there's uh, so few people um, just based on this conversation that would leave you a bad review because you seem like a really neat person to work with. So I, I uh, suspect you can get away with that and not get any negative reviews. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. So, so how, did you, um, how did you find eXp? Like obviously you're almost six years at eXp, it sounds like. Agent 3,716 in the company out of what? Where are we now? 84,000? Probably 84. I don't know if we've announced it yet, but we're 84,000 agents. Pretty close, right? Yep. Yeah. So I was way back then because 
I know Brent Gove and he knows me and and, and Brent's like a dog on bone and super enthusiastic. And how could you tell Brent no? How that's what I know. When people say, How did you decide? It was like you got Brent in your ear. It's really hard to say no. Yeah. Well, anyway, and, and it's been a great ride so far. It's been a wonderful, life-changing blessing. Awesome. Now, do you have a, uh, a RevShare organization as well? I do. I have about um, probably 75 now. I think I lost four recently, but um, those are all agents that weren't producing. So this market has shaken out those agents and they probably still have about 75 and I have um, 18 FLQAs, which are the producing agents. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty proud of the fact that my group is fairly solid. I have a fairly solid um, rev share check every month. And I made my daughter for her birthday. <laughs> I bought her an uh, internet course to get her license because um, I am going to pass one day and I want to pass that money onto my baby. So she had to get her license and she proudly passed on her first try. Oh, awesome. And is she going to be an active agent? Is she going to be? Absolutely not. She told me she would never do what I do. She's okay. an engineer. She's a software engineer and she doesn't like crazy people. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I was a geek as well. You know, you can, you can, you can adapt. <laughs> Um, so, so your, your lead, what, what do you use for a CRM? How are you keeping track of your clients? I am totally dating myself because I, I started with top producer and I still use that as far as, um, following the history of my leads and the referrals that they bring. Mm -hmm. And we use KV core for the new leads and all that kind of stuff, all the, CRM, CRM-y kind of stuff. Right. So do you build action plans in Top Producer? And do you have... They, were, they are in there, yes. Okay. Yes. Follow-ups, yes. Yeah, that, that was the KB one thing. Core is the, KB Core is the AI stuff, and I often turn it off because I don't... I'm scared of what it's doing. Right. You're going, I wouldn't say that to my client. <laughs> Why is it saying that? Oh, shoot. I forgot to turn that one off. There you go. Well, you know, it's, it's, it, I think it bugs us as agents more than it actually bugs the clients. I think they're, you know, it's just, you know, it's a way to keep top of mind. And a lot of people don't know how to stay top of mind. So right. KV Core will, you know, create little touches exactly. along the way. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons I have a full time assistant for many, many years is to leverage that kind of task to keep all the, wheels on the bus so that we just all roll along nice and smooth. Well, awesome. So um, if there was uh, one piece of advice you could give to agents, um, what would that be? Find a good mentor and either follow them or get coaching because that pretty much changed everything for me is getting somebody to help me because you don't have to reinvent everything. Just like I said, some of the things that they teach may not be for you. Well, then find something else and have somebody who's been there and seen a lot of stuff help you find your way. Right. So stay curious and try lots of different stuff. <laughs> yeah. Stay educated. I'm, I'm, I'm at every event 
that EXP has. I still go to all the ARIA events, conventions. I'm probably, I travel a lot so that I can stay in touch with what's going on and just feel the excitement, get reinvigorated and reeducated on what's going on. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. That's, you know, I think that's a trait of top producers is they, they need to be around other people, you know, getting ideas, getting inspired, seeing someone, you know, uh, there's so many times in life where I've seen somebody and they're successful and I'm, I would be like, they're successful why, you know, I'm going, I can do that. And, and, and so, you know, you can get inspired in lots of, lots of different ways and uh, just being around and seeing people be successful, it rubs off. So. And, and I think that that I wanted to tell you that I thought that the fact that we as icons get compensated for going to the events is brilliant. It's brilliant because I have never been around so many top producers at, conventions because I was at Remax, I was at Century 21, I was at KW, I went to all of their events. But our events are really heavy on top producing agents. And that's, I mean, partly, let's just be real, partly it's because we're compensated to um, show up at the events. And then, oh, wow, we get a lot of value from it and we can bring it to other people. And I think it's great. I think we should even have bigger lanyards on or something so that the regular agents that are just trying to aspire to be icon agents can find us and just know that how wow, I'm surrounded by what I want to be. Right. Oh, great idea. Well, we, we will take that one under advisement. Well, uh, Luann, thank you very much for taking, uh, taking time out to, to talk to, to me and uh, us to share this out with other agents that are with EXP, maybe looking at joining EXP. Uh, where can people find you? Um, Luann, is, do you have a website address? <laughs> yes. Or should we just say Google my business? Just look. Google my business, Luann Shikasha. There you go. Google, Google, the, Google uh, Luann uh, and she will pop up in Sacramento. Uh, you get to see a little bit of what she's up to. You probably see how she set up her Google my business page, which uh, that by itself is a clue on uh, what you can do with your business. So anyway, thank you again for being on. And uh, I'm sure everybody listening will have found at least one or two ideas to get inspired. So with that, uh, take care, Luann. And thanks everyone for being uh, to watching. Thank you. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of EXP.